Hello, and welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are a faith-filled, family-focused church that's in Lakeville, Minnesota. In a moment, you'll be able to hear a sermon from one of our pastors. We hope that you enjoy and grow closer to God through these messages. And now, for a sermon from Pastor Vicente Perez. I always tell Pastor, you know, uh, preaching here downstairs is really difficult for me. I don't really look forward to it so much. But with that introduction, I think we have to do it again. That's all I have to say. Well, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to all of you who are here present. Thank you for joining online. Welcome to this part, this, being a member of this a partner, actually, of our family here at Celebration Church. It's really an honor to be uh, delivering the word today. And I think it's a word that, uh, why don't we just get to it instead of a long introduction? Okay, here we go. So last week, Pastor Derek was bringing the word about this series, Spirit and Power. And we found ourselves last week, last week talking about Elijah, how he had, in the past, he had stopped rain from actually coming down for three and a half years. And uh, he had coal, hot, uh, fire from heaven. There was a heavenly showdown, all that stuff. And last week, we learned how he was actually calling for rain again, and he started to rain. How he did a miracle. He ran faster than a chariot uh, being carried by horses, and it's phenomenal how God was really in the life of this man. Normally, pastor would have you stand up and read the word. Uh, I'm not going to do that, other than I know they have the whole scripture back there. But today, we're going to be focusing on 1 Kings chapter 19. And I'm just going to read the first um, verse that tells us what we're going to be talking about. And he reads as this. Now, Ahab told Jezebel, Jezebel, mm -hmm, everything Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. Let me just read the second verse. So Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah to say, May the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I don't make, I don't make your life that one of them, like one of them. In other words, she was threatening Elijah's life. Let's see how good old Elijah reacted to this. Father, we ask that right now you basically really clear the atmosphere. This is a holy place because you are present. So we trust that you open our understanding to your word that has been revealed to us, to me and to my friends, my brothers and sisters. And we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Jezebel. I'm calling my message today simply Jezebel. Jezebel. Now, Jezebel was actually a woman, and she was a princess who married King Ahab. And she was one of the most evil and manip manip manipulative, easy for you to say, <laughs> persons in the Bible. But she was married to actually one of the most powerful kings in the Old Testament, King Ahab. After King Solomon, he had conquered the most land for Israel. So he was a very powerful man. And yet, in spite of being so powerful, he was dominated, influenced, controlled by the spirit that was in his wife. And that's what we call the spirit of Jezebel. We're not talking about the woman. We're talking about the spirit. And there are many instances in the word of God that talks about not just Jezebel, but also the spirit that came upon many people throughout the Bible. But one specific one about uh, Jezebel, I would encourage you that you read 1 Kings chapter 21 and you'll see what else she did that is so important to understand. Now, she never, Jezebel never repented, all right? She never repented for what she did. And this is how she died. She was thrown out of a window. She was stepped on by horses and dogs ate her. Nobody wants to die like that. I certainly don't. Now, you may be asking, well, uh, pastor, are we talking about evil spirits today? Yes, we are. We're talking about evil spirits today. But why? Why? Well, because the spirit that was upon Jezebel and the spirit that was upon many men and women in the Bible is actually a spirit that is kicking and is alive today and acting everywhere. 
today. Do you believe it or not? All right. Okay. You must have had a lot of experience with that strong yes. All right. So, I was talking to some people from the previous service and said, oh, you know, they're, they're working in the uh, ministry of um, counseling and deliverance. And they say, every single day, every time we meet with somebody, it's about the spirit of Jezebel acting out. So that spirit of Jezebel actually can operate, and we got to be very careful, but it can operate on us. If we're not careful, it can operate on our friends. And many times it's our closest friends. Okay, and it can operate also maybe in our workplace with our boss. It can operate in the family. A husband, a wife with that spirit. Okay. Um, but it also can operate at church, at church. In fact, it really operates at church because Jezebel knows the influence that church has in the community, in people, in you and me. So... Many times really is on people, men or women, who have a certain level of leadership, who have some influence on others. And Elijah was one of these great leaders. I mean, you would agree to that, right? Yes. Um, let me just stress the fact that this, this spirit is a neutral gender spirit. In other words, it's not just, we, uh, we, we talk about Jezebel who was a woman, but it's not just on women. It's also men and women. Because this is not a man issue or a woman issue. This is actually a human issue. It's not a God issue. God is not a control freak. Now, we do know that God controls everything. Everything is under his control. But he has chosen not to control your soul or my soul because he wants us to really freely choose him, love him. So there is no control there. But this whole thing started really in the Garden of Eden. All right, this started at the very beginning, Adam and Eve. Now, when they sinned, you know, there were some things that God told them. And one of the things that he said to the woman, and it just happened to be men and women, but uh, Genesis 3, verse 16, in the NIV, it reads, your desire, Eve, your desire is for your husband, and he will rule over you. Now, we need to understand that because we may think, oh, yeah, she desires him. No, it, the, the, the interpretation is this. Actually, New Living Translation reads as this. You will desire to control your husband. And he will, or but he will rule over you. And us guys, we love this scripture. Uh, but here's the problem. Uh, we love it because we don't understand it. And uh, yeah, that's why. And uh, because God, before sin, there was, there was only one God. It was God. And when there is only one God in your life or whatever situation, there is peace. There's no fight. There's no control. There's, not, there's one God. We all submit to one God. But when sin came in and we then wanted to be God, does anybody feel the urge to be God? Sometimes we do. We don't even know it. And when there is two or three gods, there is conflict. There, is, there are problems because there's, there can be only one God, not two, three, or more. So, you and I have no right to be God. We were not created to be God, okay? So we have no right to be God. And we know, again, that God does not control. Now, not only does God not control us or our souls, all right? He could if he wanted to. Then we'd be complaining, why? Sometimes I do ask God, God, would you just take over the situation? And he's like, but I gave you free will. Anyway, and, but God hates, does not like control or controlling people, I should say. In fact, most of the time, if not all the time, people who have, people who use control to get their way are full of pride. And God says that he opposes the proud. James 4, 6. All right? Now, control is not always bad. Sometimes you do need control. This weekend, I was sharing with the morning crowd. This weekend, I'm taking care, well, not at this moment, but I am taking care of my grandkids. My daughter and her uh, husband are in the cabin. How dare them? They went and they left. 
me with the kids. And they're very little, you know, things. And you have to control them. You have to control them. So that is good, all right? But you do it in love. You don't do to get your way. Yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about. Okay. Now, the person that is under the influence of the spirit of Jezebel, again, he or she, is really looking for three things primarily. I mean, this is not exact, but three things primarily. That person is looking for um, respect. In other words, that person wants a position, a title. A title. You know, I want to be this, I want to be called this, blah, blah, blah. All right? Or, or and, they are looking for power. Power, and normally that is influence or money, finances. And three, they're looking for fame. They're looking for fame. They want to have influence. Why? Because most of the time, the kind of people that the Jezebel spirit attacks are people that have three of these characteristics or personalities. Number one, insecure people. Insecure people are so open to receive this spirit because they feel insecure and they need to act secure and they manipulate people and it's just horrible. They're rejected. There has been some rejection in their lives, maybe rejected by their uh, parents, rejected by others, etc. And number three, they're prideful. They're prideful. People with pride. You and I battle pride all our lives. Every time God gives us or brings us to a new level, we need to fight, kill, kill the flesh, kill the pride. All right. Now, I feel like I need to share a personal story, all right? Uh, so bear with me. In this personal story, I have to admit that the spirit of Jezebel has been after me forever. Particularly since the very beginning of my ministry, when God called me to be a minister of the gospel. And this was, I want to say, about 14 years ago or so. Uh, from the very beginning, I could sense opposition. I could sense things that came against me. In the year 2010, 2010, we're talking about 13 years ago, all right? Not about, we're talking 13 years ago. The minister, the Hispanic ministry here at Celebration was not called Español like it is called today. It was actually called Amigos. Anybody remembers that? All right, some of you do. All right, Amigos. And here's the deal. I did not start the ministry, all right? Uh, as much as, uh, Pastor, thank you so much for what you said, but I didn't start that ministry. But there were a group of people who wanted their way. They were not happy about this business of just coming into a church and being a part, integral part of the church. No, 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 we're Hispanics, we do things our way. And that was not what God called me. God called me to this church to say, we are going to be a bridge and we're going to be living together, communing together, having fellowship together as one, not as them and us. All right, so they didn't like that. And that the spirit of Jezebel rose up in tremendous way. And I can cite, there were, there were more, but I can cite three examples, all right? Two couples and one single lady. Uh, the two couples, one of those couples, they were pastors, all right? And in that case, it was the woman. In the other case, they were not pastors, but just a couple. It was the man. And then there was this lady. I mean, imagine, sometimes it's just hard to deal with one spirit of Jezebel. Imagine three or four. All right. And I was a very naive, because I'm not, not naive now, as you know. No, but, <laughs> yeah, right. But I was very naive, like extremely. And, you know, I was just beginning. I was still, you know, I was not very young, but it, I was young in my calling. All right. I did not know what to do. I don't know how to identify that. I had no clue. And the spirit took advantage of that. All right. And so he was the threat. The threat was Pastor Vicente. I was a pastor already, but they said, Pastor Vicente, if you accept the calling to be the pastor of the Hispanic ministry of Amigos, you're going to end up with no church. Everyone's going to leave. And so you don't want that happening here, right? And at that time, there were about 200 people. Not a gigantic church, but for uh, Hispanic ministry here in the Twi Twin Cities, back then, it was a large amount of people. And uh, so that was, uh, that was the, the, the question. Okay, if I know if I go and say yes to this call and they anoint me or whatever, they pray for me, then there may be chaos. The result, yes, the church split. split. Why? Because even though I was threatened, 
God inside of me put me, no, you don't quit. You don't quit. You just keep going. You're going. You're going to do this. And uh, with tons of doubts, I must admit, I continue to be a pastor, and sure enough, the church split. And uh, these people took about two-thirds of the congregation with them. Imagine one day you're, you're at 200, next Sunday, about 40. Ah, that's no fun, okay? And, but, and there's so much that I can share about that, but I can tell you this. The day they left, probably one of the worst days of my life, but I can tell you, it was one of the best days of my life. Peace returned. Oh, and I could, because the atmosphere was nasty. You can feel it. You can sense it. It's like, oh, you walk into a room, there they are, and it's like, why am I here? No, peace returned. And uh, even though there were so many wounds, all right, can we say that? But God is the God who clears, heals, takes care of the wounds. So, um, more, more about that story in a little bit. But let's just go with the scripture, shall we? Shall we? Um, in your notes, four points that I'd like to share with you, submit to you, all right? First one of them. Jezebel is a spirit of control that leads to fear. Control that leads to fear. And we can read 1 King 19, the first three verses, read like this. Now Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. Keep in mind that Elijah had killed not just a couple. He had killed not just 400, not 450, 850 false prophets. All right, this is uh, led by, by the Lord. Has it, have you ever killed somebody? Don't answer that. But listen, just killing one. Hello, he killed. So he was a leader. He was a strong man. All right, he was not wishy-washy. He was not a little girl. He was a strong man. Shall we agree to that? All right, so. Amen. Amen. So uh, Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah. May the gods deal with me. Isn't that something? I mean, that's crazy. It's not like a simple, I want to kill you. No, make horrible things happen to me if I don't kill you. Wow. May the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I do not make your life like that of one of them. In other words, if by tomorrow you're not dead. This strong man of God who had coal, fire from heaven, right? What did he do? He was afraid and ran for his life. What? This guy who has such strength, who has seen the miracles of God, who had had the anointing of God, all of a sudden was running like a little girl. Why? Because he was afraid. Fear came upon him and fear paralyzes you. If you start experiencing fear, now there is also a good, not so much fear, but you know, there's a sense that, hey, there is danger, I better not go there, don't do that. That's important, right? But if you live in a fearful life stage, uh, you gotta ask yourself some questions. All right, is this I'm experiencing real or is the spirit of Jezebel kind of roaming around here? Ask that. Is the spirit of Jezebel operating? If you have people in your level of influence, and what do I mean by that? People that you talk to, deal with, work with, blah, blah, blah. So again, your family, clearly, your place of work, certainly your place of worship here at Celebration Church. And if you find yourself with a person that has some level of influence on you and you are afraid to talk to that person, he or she, to confront that person, to not being able to speak openly with that individual because you're afraid, you should wonder, is the spirit of, of uh, Jezebel like acting here? God today wants, to, wants us to, to be aware of that. Be aware of that. 
You heard the word the Lord is giving us, all right? God is going to take this church to tremendous levels, all right? This is in the up and up. So God, and, and <laughs> you know, we were doing so great. Oh, Elijah is doing so well. And all of a sudden, boom, here comes Jezebel. Well, we got to be aware that the Jezebel spirit does not stop what God wants to do in us, through us, in this church. Okay. Um, so, yes. God has not given us spirit of fear. We know that. We talked about that. We've talked about it in the last two or three years, you know, spirit of fear. And yet, sometimes we're still very fearful. But of power and of love and of a sound mind, Second Timothy 1, 7. So what is the fear that you have in your life? If you don't have fear, check. But if you do, check it. Is it fear of some imminent danger that is obvious? Or fear because there is a spirit coming to influence you. Number two, number two. Jezebel is a spirit of isolation that leads to depression. Spirit of isolation that leads to depression. Let's see verse three and four. When he, he meaning Elijah, came to, <laughs> come on, help me. Beersheba. That's exactly what I was going to say. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there. While he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, he came to a broom bush, a little tree, a bush. Sat down under it and prayed that he might die. He killed 150 prophets. He runs faster than a horse. He calls... Fire from heaven stops raining, starts raining, but he wants to die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I'm no better than my ancestors. Wow, was he depressed or what? Now, have you dealt with depression? I have, all right? Um, and depression, we've got to be very careful because depression is different than feeling sad. You feel sad, I feel sad, we feel sad about things, you know. But the, the feeling of depression, the state of depression, that's a different level, that's something different. And, you, and if you're not careful with it, that leads you into suicidal thoughts. If you start thinking, maybe I'm better off dead, or you know what, uh, I don't think I could ever do that, but uh, what if a truck strikes me? There's depression there. You gotta be careful, careful. And that comes from you isolate. Now, it's not wrong to be alone, to be by yourself. You, there, need, there needs to be times when you are with the Lord, praying with God and everything alone. Or there are times when, you know, Especially any introverts here. Oh, the rest of you are extroverts. I see. I don't believe you, but all right. So introverts, you know, you need to just step away from people. Be by yourself. Breathe. And then face people again. All right. That's okay. That's all right. No big deal. But when you are isolated, that you feel so overwhelmed with things that all you want to do is just stay home. Don't look at anybody. Don't talk to anybody. Don't answer the phone. Let me just turn on the TV and... Sit on the couch. Careful. Careful. Because there might be a spirit of Jezebel around. Now, we can go throughout life in depression. How sad is that? Jesus said, John 10, 10, I have come so they might have life. Not just any life. Not just survive. But life abundantly. Life, abundant life. All right. Three. Jezebel is a spirit of exhaustion. <laughs> I am so proud to be able to somewhat pronounce that word. I love it because I, a couple of days ago I couldn't. Exhaustion that leads to quitting. Exhaustion, whatever, see, there I go. Quitting. First Kings 19, verses 5 and 7. Then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. 
All at once, an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. He looked around, and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank and then lay down again. <laughs> Isn't that the life? You eat, you sleep. Yes, we like it. Uh, the angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, get up and eat for the journey is too much for you. Now, quitting. Wow. We, uh, so I, the other day I heard somebody say it. Uh, today's generation is quick at quitting. But I'm going to tell you that it's not a generational thing. I think it's a, a people thing. Let me share, if I may, now that I'm proud of this, my, a few instances of this so many times I've tried to quit. Quit what? Quit ministry. All right. So I told you about what happened in 2010, right? Jezebel Spirit was having a picnic with me. I wanted to quit. Then, uh, in the year, I think it was uh, uh, 2014 or so, some of you may have been here, uh, the Spirit Jezebel did a number here in this church. All right, thank you. Some of you know what I'm talking about. It was horrible, horrific. Uh, I was one of those casualties, uh, spiritually, like many were, etc. And I found here... (laughs) December 8, 2014. Dear Pastor... As a result of multiple conversations, and blah, blah, blah. I am quitting. Now, because God is the smart one in my life, he uh, did not allow me to send this letter. Thank you, right? Thank you, Lord. Yeah, I didn't send the letter. It's all written, though, just in case. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So I just have to sign it, you know, change the name. Um, (laughs) Quitting. What's going on with that? Pastor Derek came to this church a little bit over eight years. Maybe a couple months, if not a month later. What was Vicente doing from the the pulpit? Announcing that I was going to quit. Not because of him. But because that spirit of Jezebel, he... uh, The spirit's not going to, it's relentant. I mean, it's going to go after you until you fall. Last December, two months ago, guess what my conversation with Pastor Derek was? (laughs) Pastor Derek, I'm tired. I think, I think I need to quit ministry. I think uh, the time for my calling is up. And I really, by the way, I meant it. I was not pretending. I meant it. And praise God for Pastor Derek, for leaders like him. uh, Because guess what he uh, said to me? No, he didn't say nope. He went further. He said, you don't need to quit. You need to stop being stupid. (laughs) Forgive me, Pastor Derek, for my level of stupidity. Now, I don't know if he was realizing this or not, but I needed that. Because what is the alternative? Pastor Vicente, ministry is so hard. Why don't the two of us just quit? Who wins there? I needed that. Now, When you talk to Pastor Derek, he's not going to call you stupid. (laughs) Or he might. Um, I needed that, and that was him addressing the spirit directly. And like, what what is my business quitting? So, everybody, please say, Pastor Vicente, quit quitting. Thank you. I will. All right. So, uh, done. (laughs) It's done. (laughs) Faith. Men of faith. Now, you may think, oh, but uh, why is Jezebel like after you? Well, let me give you uh, my resume before I came to Christ. I came to Christ when I was about 35 years old, all right? So at age 34, if you had asked me, what's your resume with the occult? Occult, is that the word? I could tell you this. Let me tell you. I'm from Colombia, South America. Father Wound. Father Wound. (laughs) 
I just wanted you to understand the word, I guess. Born. Insecurity, palm reading, finger and fingernail reading. There is such a thing. It's weird, but it's true. I had it done many times. Not my nails, the finger reading. Ouija board. Speaking to the dead. Rely on horoscopes. Did you know I, I made a vow that said, because I think, uh, well, I think, no, I know I'm, I'm cancer, you know, that. And, and I used to read, well, who's comparable with cancer? And I used to say, if the person I meet is not comparable, I, I don't, I'm not interested in meeting her. Hello? Somebody say, uh, have mercy on him. On me. Ah, you're, you're going to love this. Wearing a garlic seed at all times. Because that sends away the spirits. A garlic seed. <laughs> Abuse. Predicting child gender through witchcraft. I used to do that. How? It doesn't matter. I did it. Consuming all kinds of scary movies. How the scarier the better. And of course, you know, pornography, fornication, adultery, homosexuality, consulting stars, cleansing rituals, and the list goes on and on and on. Now, I'm going to tell you this. The two things that in the spiritual realm are attacking the church in America, worldwide, and yes, perhaps even us, is witchcraft and Jezebel. Witchcraft and Jezebel. And before you accuse me of, ah, pastor, you're from Colombia, third world countries, that's what happens, you know, Haiti is full of those things and the Caribbean. No, 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 here. Let me read an article Dated April 9th, 2011. A few years ago. 2011. By the Star Tribune. Star Tribune. You know what the Star Tribune is? The paper, local paper. Hello, wake up people. He says, the Twin Cities metro area, dubbed or nicknamed the Twin Cities, Paganistan. Paganistan, that was the name given. By who? And I, I, I don't have time to explain this word. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Weekends. Weekends? Weekends. Weekends. <laughs> Pastor Jefferson. Weekends. Weekends. Thank you. Who are the weekends? Are those? <laughs> These are this is amazing. people who believe in a horned male god and a moon goddess. Oh, but... Who are these people? They cannot be here. This is America. The Twin Cities having one of the highest witch concentrations in the country has an estimated, 2011, has an estimated 20,000 witches who meet in 236 different covens or groups. 236. If you go to... Um, the state of Minnesota, and, and they, they don't really, or not, the Secretary of State of Minnesota, and you really look, I mean, if you really get in and look at the, um, the churches that are certified, we are one of those churches, right? You have to have paper certification. There's more than 230 certified Satan churches, not the Satan temple that is here, Satan churches here in the Twin Cities. Do you think that does a number on the community? If you have a community with nothing, you put a church, a Bible-believing, Jesus-believing church in the middle of it, there is influence in that community. Oh, why not the other way? Now, the Lord, it's not in my notes, but the Lord this morning was saying, and I'm like, man, I should not say that. But he was saying, one of the biggest blessings that we have here in the Twin Cities is the diversity that we have, right? Because we have people from every culture, people from every tongue, people from every belief. The challenge is 
we have people from every culture, people from every tongue, and people from every belief. We're not the only kid in the block here. Now, do we then cry and move away? No. But we understand that doing ministry here takes guts. Listen, I have had the privilege, not as much as obviously as Pastor Derek, but I have the privilege to meet many people, leaders, uh, spiritual leaders from outside the United States, or even from the United States, especially the southern area. And every time they land here, the plane goes, zoom, boom, they feel it. Oh, Minnesota. Hard land. And one of those leaders said, and this was with a group of, of uh, Hispanics said, God must trust you guys so much to have you here because the opposition is so great. All right. Now, witches, really? There's no witches. Well, let me tell you a story about a witch that came to your beloved Celebration Church about three years ago. So I was, and this is not a victory. Well, yeah, at the end, maybe it is. I don't know. You'll, you'll, you'll tell me. Uh, so I was uh, minding my own business in my office, and there were not many people uh, in the office, and all of a sudden, here comes this lady, just a regular lady. And she wanted to see the sanctuary. She wanted to see the, the auditorium. <sighs> you know, I, I, the other day I was telling Pastor Dana, one of my, my biggest virtues and, and good things is that I tend to take people, see people, and, and assume that they're, they're, they're great, they're good, they may no evil. And one of my, my biggest downfalls is to assume people that they're great, that they, <laughs> that they mean no evil. So I'm like, sure, I'll take you. So we come down the stairs, and all of a sudden I start hearing the Holy Spirit saying, you're walking with a witch. <laughs> And I'm, uh, I'm talking to her. I don't even know what I'm talking to her. But in my spirit, I'm like, I know. What are you going to do about it, Lord? <laughs> and the Lord is, what are you going to do about it? And I said to the Lord in my spirit, I don't know what to do because I am freaking out right here. I don't know what to do. So, but, but here's what I know. A little bit of sense that the Lord gave me. I was looking at this woman as a hawk. I'm like, if this lady just looks at something funny, says something, drops. I mean, I was ready to tackle that woman. And then I came to my senses. I'm like, okay, it's time to get her. I'm like, now I need to walk you out. And I did. And she walked out. And I can well, I cannot guarantee anything. But she did not do anything because I was there. Scared to death, but I was there. Garden the post. All right? You probably need to get better guards. That's the next time because, anyway, I should have stopped her right there. Anyway. Um, All right. So, witchcraft. Really? Really in America? Who's seen the movie Coco? Coco. The movie Coco, come on. You know, Mexican movie. Well, it's, it's not a Mexican movie. It's a Disney movie. Right? You've seen the movie? Okay, huh? Isn't that good? Mm-hmm. How many seen it? Oh, you don't want to admit how some of you do. Who's seen the movie Encanto? Oh, yeah, Colombia, Encanto. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying you should not see those movies. You shouldn't see it. And I'm not saying you should not see it. What I'm saying is if you go see them, be aware. That's it. I did not ask my wife. She's from Mexico. She'll tell you about Coco. Do you know who Coco is? You're looking at me like, who is Coco? Okay, forget about Coco. Encanto? Encanto? This is a tough crew. I thought the crew in the morning was tough, but this is tougher. Encanto. Listen, I love Encanto because it highlights my home country, Colombia. You know, the music, Encanto. Okay. I could tell you, the, from beginning to end, the number of references to witchcraft in Colombia, images, situation, places. Now, I like the movie. But I'm aware, all right? 
Enough said. Moving on. Okay. Oh, wait. Pastor, pastor, pastor. But wait a minute. We are Christians. We don't have evil in us. We cannot be possessed. We cannot be oppressed. We cannot be nothing. Influence. Because we're Christians. Is that right? We have the Holy Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And what if the Spirit is not there? All right. So how many of you like um, HGTV? Come on, admit it. You love HGTV. Yes, we all do. I do. My wife and I. HGTV. Ours there. Dreaming of a house that will never be ours. But that's okay. At HGTV, we love it. I love it when here comes and they take, because they like the open house, right? The open concept. And they take down walls. What do they find? Mold. Mice. Uh, termites. Tubes that should not be there or pipes or whatever. Problems. <laughs> tubes. I mean, yeah, they look like tubes, like pipes. I don't know. To me, it looks like a tube. Don't make fun of me, Pastor Jeff. Okay. <laughs> All right. He's breaking in two because I said tubes. All right. So now, you don't know what you don't know. I was looking this morning at, because uh, I wanted to bring the paper copy of the title of our home, right? The home that uh, my wife and I own. And I was panicking because I couldn't find it until I realized, well, nowadays you don't get paper copies. You get a digital, thank you. A digital, <laughs> a digital copy. All right. So I'm like, no, too long to bring. The name on that digital copy is my full name. Too long to say it here. And my wife's name, also too long, but our names. Now, we know that the one that owns our home is called Wells Fargo. <laughs> it is what it is. But assume for a minute that it's our home. Now, let's assume that in my house there's many rooms, all right? And I like to have an open concept because I'm a Christian and my life is an open book. And that's phenomenal. And if you have a truly open concept and the spirit of God is in every room, then you're a good check. Okay, this is for you to minister to others. But what if there is a room that you have not turned into submitting to the Lord? A room that you keep as a secret, your very own room. When I'm by myself, I watch porn. But nobody knows that I watch porn. So it's my room. Do you think Jezebel can have a picnic with that? <laughs> Because in that room, you have casted the Holy Spirit, not casted, but you have you know, removed the Holy Spirit. So there's something else in there. And we know, what does the Spirit, what does the Spirit do? John 10, 10. That's the Spirit of God. Thank you. You know, next time you're going to be here next to me, Jeff. The spirit, the bad spirit, the devil, Satan, they come, he comes too. Okay, still can Very good. So in the house, uh, probably they'll begin to destroy the house. Then they'll steal the house. They, they'll take the name um, off the title. And third, they're going to kill the ones who occupy the house. In this case, however, is not a house. It's you and me. If there is something there, no, you're not possessed. But if you don't deal with that, all right, they're not just there nailing, you know, filing their nails. They are there to kill, destroy, steal. So what do we do? What do we do? Well, there are things that we're going to do after point, point number four. What time do we close this service, Pastor? Oh my gosh, what time do we close this service, Pastor Derek? I guess we're not closing the service yet. Okay, we're not closing the service yet. Point four. Point four. Jezebel is the spirit of, and everyone's running out? What's going on? Oh, is there the worship team? I'm like, for real? You need repentance, man. Fine, you're forgiven. In 
Oh, Pastor Derek, Pastor Derek. Pray for extension of time or something. Um, where, where am I? I even lost. Then all the churches will know that I am he who searches hearts and minds, and I will repay each other according to your deeds. Now I say to the rest of you in that church that I cannot pronounce, do you who do not hold her teaching and have not learned Satan's so-called deep secrets. God is making the teachings, what Satan does, equal to what the spirit of Jezebel does. That's how severe, how critical this is. I will not impose any other burden to you except to hold on to what you have until I come. To the one who is victorious, we're going to be victorious and does my will to the end, I will give authority over the nations. All right, now, very quickly. People who operate with this spirit make you feel guilty. Have you ever confronted somebody or approached somebody who is in the wrong? I mean, for real, is in the wrong. And you come to that person hoping that that person will see the light, will see the truth, and and, and hopefully that they repent to find yourself doing their repenting and feeling guilty as if it was your fault. Oh, the spirit of manipulation is crazy. It's crazy. Because you know what? Because they say, oh, you don't understand me. You discriminate against me. I'm a victim. There's no victim here. In you, well, you might be the victim of the spirit of Jezebel. Yes, I, I, I'll give you that, but don't make it. All right. It's, this spirit is a master of control and manipulation. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do with this? By the way, this, this message is... Whether you operate in this, whether you, you, you are aware or not, or you have been a victim of this, and for the most part, we're victims. Of, not victims, but we are under that attack, okay? Remember, for the most part, people closest to you are the ones that are going to take you down. Not them, the spirit of Jezebel. So now, we cannot disciple the spirit of Jezebel. Because spirits cannot be discipled. You cannot, yeah, I tried. You cannot argue with them. It's like, try to teach a demon not to be a demon. How do you do that? You have to cast them out. Send them out. Love the person who you have to disciple, but cast them out. It's going to be very difficult because they never admit they're in the wrong. You will have to fight or you will die. You will have the consequences. Now, Luke 10, 19. The Lord says, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you if we use the authority. He does nothing. If we don't use the authority to have the authority just looking at the authority, we got to use it. And for some people, that that flows very well. For some others like me, it's it's a little bit tough. But we got to do it. We got no option. Cut the relationship off. I was telling this person, unfortunately, you have to create some distance. You love the person, but you have to cut the relationship off. Because again, you're not dealing with a person, you're dealing with a demon. We got to remove those people from leadership. Yikes. That hurts. That sounds like not very Christian. But because we don't know, because we like the good part of being a Christian, the love, the mercy, the grace, the good feeling that God is good, God is good all the time. And what about the demon? What do we do with that? When, hey, church. And you know, I need to continue. <laughs> Cast it out in the name of Jesus. We were singing about the name. Cast it out in the name of Jesus. Or if not, ask the Lord to rebuke the spirit. Rebuke the spirit in the name of Jesus. Now, If I were to open a wall in my house because I like the concept of open concept, I like that idea, I'm not going to do it. Because if I open a wall in my house, the house will crumble. I know that. I don't know. I don't know how to do that. I ask for help. If you don't know how to do that, if you think you've been a victim of that, if you think you might be even operating that, let the Lord reveal that to you. We have a ministry called prayer, counseling, and deliverance. This is what they do. Nobody's excited about that. I am excited. Talk to Pastor Andy. Whatever. Submit to the Lord Jesus. He's God. Have a servant heart. You have to kill pride. I have to kill pride. Serve. If you don't serve in this church, I don't care if you're 
delivering bulletins or sweeping the floor. I don't know. Serve. Kill that pride. Repent. God is not going to bless if you have fear of control and manipulation. <sighs> Seek counsel. Seek God. Pray, 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 pray. Pray. The Lord will reveal. You know how many studying this, God has revealed <laughs> so many people around me. I'm not going to say whether they're here or at home or uh, but just to say that for the most part, I'm here or I'm at home. With this spirit. Let me leave you with this and we're going to pray. Let me leave you with this. God says to this church, and I think God would say this to you and me today. I know your deeds, Celebration Church. I know your deeds. I know what you're doing. I know your love and your faith, your service and perseverance, and that you're doing more now than you did before. You're doing more now than you did before. God is taking us to another level. Let's not allow, tolerate the spirit of Jezebel, or any spirit for that matter, to stop us in the tracks. We are doing well, Celebration. God wants to do something great in you, in me, in your family, in your work, in this community, in this church. Let's continue moving forward. All right? You agree? Let me close. After so many attempts to close, let me just finally close. And I'm just going to open the altars here. Now, <laughs> in the previous service, I said, uh, I probably misled people because I said, if you have, I don't know, maybe I said you have the spirit of uh, Jezebel, come forth. <laughs> no, it's not going to come. Um, but many of us have been influenced, have been wounded, have been hurt by this spirit. God wants to restore us. Or perhaps some of you need to open the lock or the door to that corner room where there is nothing but Jezebel. Jezebel. We need to give that room to the Lord. So I'm not going to ask uh, prayer partners to come, but you come. There's one girl already here. So, you know, she's an example. <laughs> she's having a time of her life. Would you come? And... and whether or not you come, whether you do it at your desk, but I think it's time for us to, number one, repent. We gotta repent because I'm gonna tell you this. We have, many of us have operated in that spirit without knowing. We need to repent. And we have been victims of that spirit. We need to ask the Lord. So if you feel willing to come forth, again, just so God can heal some of the wounds, come forth. If you'd rather do it from your desk, it's your call. But let me just pray over you. And let's ask, let's honestly ask the Lord, is there a spirit, or really any spirit, but the spirit of Jezebel operating, attacking my home, attacking my place of work, attacking this church? Is there such thing? Well, am I tolerating that? Am I enabling that spirit? Forgive us, Lord. If that is the case, please forgive us, Lord. Lord, I come in agreement with my brothers and sisters here, those who are asking for repentance. And we're gonna be, we're praying right now for ourselves, but I'm gonna tell you this, church, you gotta pray for Pastor Derek. If Jezebel is after me with a ministry that is a good size healthy ministry how much more he's not a so pastor Derek and his wife for a church like this a ministry that is growing we need to pray for that so we rebuke the spirit of Jezebel that might be present we claim our church celebration church for Jesus we claim our family your family for Jesus we claim our place of work for Jesus we claim our city the twin cities for Jesus we claim the state of Minnesota the nation of the United States for Jesus and we reject father we dread pride and fear and we cast any spirit that may be operating against our families our work our church we do it in the name of Jesus we ask you 
for wisdom. So we know what to do, and we pray in the name of Yehovah, the true living God, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you so much, Celebration. We hope that you learned something from this message and are able to apply it to your life. If you gave your life to Jesus for the first time or for the 10th time, please reach out to us on Facebook or email us at info at celebrationchurch.net. Thank you for listening. We'll see you again next week.